Today I've decided to address the problem that many people have with teachings that are concerned with developing your own happiness. So the question we're going to address today is, does finding your own happiness, seeking out your own happiness, and focusing on your own happiness feed the ego? In other words, today's episode is going to be about helping yourself and helping other people. When I say you can't create someone's reality for them, you can't rescue someone from their own thoughts, a lot of times that's misconstrued to mean don't help something or someone, as if they deserve to experience the manifestation of whatever it is that they have focused on, and so you should never intervene. But this is not what we mean at all. What I'm saying is, no matter how much you want to help someone, you can't think for them. And because thoughts create reality, you can't create their own reality for them. A good way to explain this is, no matter how much you give someone in terms of money, even if it's a million dollars, if that person still perpetuates a thought pattern of poverty mentality, they will go broke very soon. You can't think abundance-type thoughts for someone. And so regardless of what you do to help them, they will continue to reinforce and recreate and remanifest situations that feel like poverty if they don't change their own poverty mentality. It is the way in which we go about helping people that is the problem, not the actual help we're giving people. Another issue that's quite often brought against my teachings is the teaching of ego. The idea that it is nothing but a selfish ego type of teaching to tell you to withdraw your attention from the rest of the world and focus it purely on yourself and your happiness and to find your own individual alignment rather than go around trying to help the rest of the world. This is a flawed perception in and of itself because there is no such thing as that which is separate from you. You influence your entire reality and all the people in it by changing your own vibration because your entire reality, including the people in it, are a projection of your own consciousness. You are the projector. Your reality is the projector screen. There is nothing else you can do to really change and improve your reality other than change yourself. If you want war to end, end it inside yourself. If you want poverty to end, end it inside yourself. If you want suffering to end, end it inside yourself. You could not line up with seeing suffering in the world and feeling powerless about that suffering unless you felt powerless about your own suffering. You came here to experience the separate perspective of your individual self. That separate perspective is ego. Ego is nothing more than the perception of your individual separate self. So ego is not a monster. Making an enemy of ego is making an enemy of yourself. You're at war with yourself and with your original intention for coming into this life. The trick is not to get lost in the illusion of ego. To miss that it is just a temporary perception. What I find most amusing is the fact that the bleeding hearts of this world, which ironically is a category that I find myself slipping into on my not-so-good days, are so concerned with the idea that finding your own happiness is an element of ego, when we are the ones, the bleeding hearts are the ones, which are the most lost in the illusion of the ego. 
We think that focusing on ourselves means that we are cutting ourselves off in a kind of pink bubble from the rest of the world. We're putting blinders on to problems and abandoning the rest of the world by only being concerned with our internal experience and our own happiness. Those of us who think the world is separate from us and that other people are separate from us spend a great deal of time trapped in the illusion of a separate self, which is the very definition of ego. There can never be anything other than you in your reality. You are the child starving in Africa. He is your projection, the mirror of the starving, part that is present within you. You are the man sitting on the hilltop in his million-dollar mansion. He is the projection of the jealousy within you. You are the infant who is just born. He is the projection of the fresh, untouched potential within you. You are the dog who is playing with his chew toy. He is the projection of what is carefree within you. What you have present in your internal reality is all that can manifest in your external reality, and so there is nothing, I repeat, nothing more important than to focus on your internal reality. There is nothing more important when it comes to helping other people than to improve your own internal condition. Your internal condition is the thing which is lining you up with and co-creating experiences like poverty and war and suffering. I want to give you a different image of a bleeding heart. Pretend that you're in a classroom and you have a projector that's projecting an image against the wall. A bleeding heart. Those people who feel as if they need to really do something to fix the problems here on the planet by taking some sort of physical action rather than improving their own internal vibration. I like the person who's up against the wall, flailing their arms around, trying to grasp hold of those images that are being projected against the wall, trying to change them in any way they can, without realizing where it is that those images are coming from. In other words, they never stop and turn around and go figure out that the image is being projected from the projector screen. And in this reality, the projector screen is you. When we are caught in the illusion of separateness, which is ego, this is how we try to solve problems. We try to change everything outside of us so that we can feel better when we look at it. But the problems never go away, because we have never improved the image on the projector screen, the one that is reflecting outwards as our reality. We have never withdrawn our attention from external issues long enough to improve these thoughts and beliefs within ourselves. If this is the truth of our reality, especially if oneness is the truth of our reality, how is it possible to abandon the rest of the world if you are focusing purely on yourself? You are the rest of the world. Improving you means improving the world. This is the truth of your reality, and I'm here to tell you that there is nothing less effective than trying to take physical action to change all kinds of problems in your external reality without ever turning around and fixing the very source of those problems the projector itself, which is you. Getting happy is no kind of temporary fix. It is what changes your entire reality. Happy people do not cause harm to others. If everyone who was born upon this earth focused on their own alignment and their own joy so much so that they never became separated from it, there would be no war, there would be no poverty, there would be no suffering. And if you really want to help people, this is what you should do. Go find happiness yourself. Go find abundance yourself. Find all of these things that you're wanting to create in the world within yourself and you will become a beacon to the rest of this society. You will be a beacon 
for the things you want to create on this world. When you do this, every action you feel inspired towards will feel good to take. Every action will be inspired and you will line up with the solution. You can only teach people by example. If you focus on the problem, all you teach and perpetuate is the problem. If you become the solution, you will show others how to do it for themselves. You will help them learn to create their own reality. By doing this, they become powerful. By simply swooping in to rescue someone, you reinforce that they are victims and that they are powerless. This is why people who spend a lot of effort trying to help people, we could call them helper personalities, attract so much resistance to the very help that they're giving. Have you not noticed that the help you're giving often only ends up in resentment? The reason is because even though the helper personality is trying to take action to help go towards a solution, they have not improved the quality and orientation of their focus. They are still focused on the problem and thus that is what they are adding their energy to. When you walk in the room with someone who is ill, and what you're focused on is illness, you're adding to the illness. When someone feels helpless and you walk in the room as if you're a rescuer and focus on their helplessness, you're reinforcing the message that they are helpless, and that's what they are afraid of, and they will resist you because they feel the energy of your focus. They feel that it is oriented towards doubt in them. They feel that it is oriented towards their illness and not their solution, regardless of the steps that you're taking. Any kind of help that is given from this type of vibrational set point will cause resentment in the person who is being helped. The message that the helper is sending, the people that they help, is not one that reinforces inspiration, it is one that reinforces victimhood. If you see someone as an underdog, you are feeding that idea. You cannot help someone to not be an underdog and not perceive themselves as an underdog while you, yourself, are focusing at them as if they are the underdog. Another way that those of us who are obsessive helpers get lost in ego is from the standpoint that our identities start to be about help. Identity is ego. So when we're attached to the identity of ourselves as helpers, we are fueling our own ego when we're helping other people. We develop these egos very easily when we think that we are going to be loved and we think that we are worthless unless we get to a point in which we can help people. Helping people is what fills this void inside of us where our worth should be. So we those of us who are addicted to the idea of helping are no better than junkies. Some people use heroin and some people use help. We have a void present within us where self-worth should be, and we are filling it up with helping other people because that's the only thing that reinforces to us that we are a good person. We are helping people so we can feel good about ourselves. That is pure ego. We are using other people to fill the void that is present in our own self-worth. Instead of filling in that hole directly by focusing positively towards ourselves, we are using other people like a drug to fill that hole inside of ourselves. Nowhere in any of my teachings am I going to tell you not to help someone. If you find that you are in pure alignment, the only people you will line up with are people who you can help if they need help. If you're out of alignment, it's highly likely that you will run up against all kinds of situations which you can't help, not only can't help, feel totally powerless to do anything about. 
If it feels good to hand a street beggar money, hand them money. If it feels good to take in a stray dog, take him in. You did not rescue a dog from his reality if you pick him up. The stray dog manifested help for himself if you were the one who drove by and picked him up. It was a co-creation. The more in alignment that you yourself get, the better it will feel to help other people because you will be much more successful at it. And it's not going to come from a space of deprivation or a lack type of consciousness within you. You won't be caught in the illusion that the world needs saving. You will not feel burdened by helping. In fact, you will not feel anything other than joy. The joy of being a part of the creation of a person closing the gap between where they are and joy. I used to know one such a bleeding heart. She was a woman who could not stop helping. So one day she began to feed a small collection of stray cats. She'd go every day, and every day there'd be more and more cats, and pretty soon she realized she was spending the entire rent money on food for the cats. And more cats came, and more cats came, and she came to me with this intense sensation of guilt present within her. She was taking action steps to help these cats without improving the vibration which was actually co-creating the experience of these cats. In her mind, these cats were abandoned. They were precious, they were like children, innocent and in need of care, and no one there to give it to them but her. These cats were a projection of her own childhood self, who was left by her father when she was very young. She was feeding her abandonment. This is why she felt that compulsive urge to take care of these cats. And more cats came, and more cats came, until she was literally incapacitated in terms of taking care of the cats. What would have solved this problem is if she would have turned her attention inside and solved the emotions that she had relative to the abandonment that she suffered relative to her father abandoning her as a child. If she had done that, she would not be a match to the creation of these cats who were desperate and needing care. What's ironic about this situation is everyone will gravitate towards what they want. So in this case, the cat wants food. It's not like if she stopped feeding the cats, they wouldn't go find food elsewhere. That's exactly what they would do. They wouldn't sit there wondering why they had been abandoned by her. This entire event was a creation based on an internal reality which was present within this woman who was attracting the entire experience as a reflection of her own abandonment and guilt. This is the case for every one of us. You and I both know that if you can help somebody, it's never going to feel good not to. We are placed in the very circumstances in our lives where we are able to help the people who are the most near to us. But there are often situations which we line up with which we actually can't do anything about. And paying attention to these kinds of scenarios instead of turning your attention inside towards what it is that's manifested that experience does nothing other than reinforce our powerlessness. It does no good at all. You are definitely not in alignment if you are in a place and capacity to help someone and you do not. In fact, when you have purified your own internal vibration, often your life appears as if it is centered around help because the natural expression of further purifying yourself is to help other people purify their own internal reality. 
The trick when it comes to helping people is to help people to the extent where it does not take away from your own happiness. We all have to be very honest with ourselves as to where that line is, and it changes based on how high our vibration is. But you can't help somebody else and have it detract from your own happiness and have that be solving anything for anyone. Most of us who are bleeding hearts who want to help all the people on this planet don't take the time to stop and really be honest with ourselves about whether our attention being placed on the news or being placed on people and things around us that need help is actually helping our lives and thus their lives or drawing energy away from the solution because we are so oriented towards the misery on this planet that we are adding to it. If we are all one, we are not truly enlightened until every being in existence is enlightened. But you are not incapacitated by your own suffering. So you are incredibly effective. You can be present fully for them. This is what we're after when we say, find your own alignment and your own happiness first. Only then can you be truly available for the people that need you. When we are suffering ourselves, this is nothing but cripples trying to help cripples. And we will help them to the point where we are incapacitated and can no longer help even if we wanted to. We are, in every sense of the word, crippled by our own self-abandonment. This is why the bleeding hearts of this world are often emotionally, mentally, and even subsequently physically some of the most unhealthy beings on this earth. On one level, the focus on problems, injustice, and suffering has caused them to be at war with life itself, and their hearts are in fact bleeding. With a heart that is bleeding, you cannot actually help anyone. You are incapacitated. Your own suffering takes energy away from what you are able to contribute to another person. I want to close with something for you to ponder for the next week. The person who you help is your own internal life. Their asking is your asking. They're asking for your help. Is you asking for your own help? They're asking for your love. Is you asking for your own love? And they're asking to be rescued. Is you asking to be rescued from yourself?